Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Hey, Kelly. Uh... Happy holidays, Malin. Happy post-holidays. Yeah, happy post-holidays to you, too. I'm still trying to stay in the spirit as much as possible. And you know what is helping to keep me in the spirit? I recently got a beautiful Christmas present from you in the mail. And I have to thank you for that. That was so thoughtful of you. Oh, you're so welcome. Again, I know I apologized already, but sorry again that it was late. My assistant was supposed to take it to the UPS store and get it to you in time, but... I guess she didn't. I guess she didn't choose expedited shipping or something like that. So, oh, well, uh, listen, no worries. Sorry. Maybe we'll we'll post a little photo on the Instagram for fans who are curious. But yeah, you got me a beautiful custom embroidered throw pillow, which, as you know, I love. And as mm-hmm. our listeners have made a little fun of me for loving pillows with funny phrases on them. And the pillow says, put them on the bus, which was, you know, our showrunner Diana Bones way of letting people know when they were going to be staying on as series regulars on the show. So that's, gosh, such a beautiful homage to the show and to our friendship in this podcast. And I just thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. If listeners are interested in in a pillow, we can, you know, we haven't done any merch yet, have we, Kel? But we could, we definitely could. And so let us know if that's the kind of thing you'd be into. And if, if throw pillows are the way to go for that. We'd love to hear from you. Right. Yeah, I know. I guess with other podcasts, I've been checking in to see what they do. And they're sort of more along the lines of T-shirts or... Or a mug or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But a throw pillow, I think, could be fun and really decorative and and a little more special than a T-shirt. Yeah. And a little more expensive, but definitely a little more special. Yeah. Right. And you pay for, you know, the quality, of course. And yeah, Malin, I mean, I guess we're in the new year. It's 2023. We are. Now, do you do resolutions? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I have to say, I'm feeling, I only did one this year, right? Normally I do a long list, overwhelm myself. Yeah. Not this year. I said, your one job is mm-hmm. to leave behind what doesn't serve you. That is your 2023. So. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. However that manifests is that's the, that's the route I'm taking. I've already quit my life drawing class. I was, you know, as oh. you, some of you may remember, I was signed up for a life drawing class. I was drawing models and, and I, I didn't feel that was serving me at the end of the day. So I, I did quit that. And how many of those did you actually attend? So I got through about one. Okay. And, yeah. um, and just said, you know what? It's not serving me. This is not my yeah. medium. And it's time to admit that. So So it was hard. You found it difficult. It was really hard. You know, I just Mm -hmm. I think I didn't learn it. You have to train your muscles for these things young. And I I Uh, never really did. So I've only ever been a hobbyist as an adult. And I think I was just never going to get there. You know, what about you, Alan? Resolution wise? Yeah. I'm sort of still paring it down. I've got a list of about 40 things I'd like to do, but okay. trying to be a little self-aware and recognize that max I'm doing five of those. So I'm, right. I'll maybe report back next week on, on kind of what I land on. So I haven't begun any of them yet. I know we're a little bit into January. <laughs> right. But in my right. book, Hurry. you just got to yeah. start it by the end of the month and then it counts, right? I agree. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's if that's how the entire world is doing these things, but we can, you know who we can ask? We can ask our guests for today and ask how she herself does 
New Year's resolutions and how she likes to handle those in her own personal life because she's such a fascinating person. Really fascinating. Um, we're so excited to have her recapping yeah. season two, episode 15 with us. Yes, today we are joined by none other than animal trainer, Annabelle Grinch. Welcome, Annabelle. Hello, ladies. Hi. So excited to be here. You guys look fantastic. It's like, it's like you haven't aged a day. Uh, Both stop. of you. Glowing as always. Annabelle, love to hear that. You also look the same. Thank you. Thank you. It's because the animals keep me young. They keep me young. And, and, I, and I will say to start out, you two had such an amazing energy with my girls. That's what I, you guys know, that's what I call the yeah. parrots. We'll get into mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. uh, you guys had such a fantastic energy with the girls. It's the blueprint that I use in my mm -hmm. head to say how someone should be on set when working with, <sighs> with birds and that other creatures. That is so nice yes. of you to say. Yeah. I will say prior to being on Riding Around, I had very little experience with birds. I'll be honest. Never would have known. You oh. couldn't tell. You look. You looked like a falconer. I credit you for that, though. I mean, the way you introduced mm -hmm. them to us and really, I don't know, treated them like almost like actors, I guess, um, fellow, yeah. you know, co-stars. They are actually legally they are co-stars because they did have lines, right? That's so oh my right. Gosh. Because they did speak. So all of my birds are SAG. They're union uh, so members. Cool. Wow. Such intelligent creatures. Yeah. They are. And people don't give them enough credit. I really appreciated the first day you brought them all to set and you were introducing them to all the actors who were going to work with them. Do you remember the, do you remember this? You put bags on our heads and you said, yes. no, normally it's the other way around. I want you all to know what it feels like mm -hmm. to be a bird in this industry. And so we, we all had our arms out, you know, sort of letting the birds perch on them yes. with a, a, a bag over our heads so we couldn't see them. And that was really mm -hmm. powerful. And then did I do the thing where I made a loud sound? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Scary. Scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Scary. Scary. But that's what it is like to be a bird in the industry. And mm -hmm. from that moment forward, I think you guys were bonded with the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss them. I, I don't know if you do meetups or, or any kind of reunions with your birds and, and casts they were part of, but oh, God, well, I'd, love to, I'd love to see them, you know? Well, you know, they're all upstairs right now. I let them have the upstairs oh. uh, in my oh. place and I keep the downstairs just to keep them closer to the sky. Uh, parrots live quite <laughs> long, so most of the girls are still with us, except, of course, Samantha, who did pass on set, as we yeah. all remember. Yeah. Right. Oh, that Gosh. was a hard day. Yeah, yeah, that was a hard day. A lot set. of tears that day. Yeah. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Now, but, but before we get too dark with all of this, when do you think is the last time that we all saw each other? I mean, I we were try, we were talking on Zoom before you joined us, trying to remember when that would have been. Oh gosh! So this episode is season two, mm -hmm. and yeah. then the parrot. The, well, yeah, the parrot arc right. lasted a couple episodes with us. Yeah. I mean, we came back for the finale. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would have to be at it's the finale. Yeah. And then I brought the I brought the girls to the rap party. So oh, that must have yes. been the last oh time my that I saw you. And they were flying around. They loved that. Yes. Yes. I remember. Yeah. The catering staff was having kind of a time with right. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, what was funny is that I didn't tell anyone I was going to bring the girls. I just brought them and released them. Right. And no, right. Um, for those of us who had worked with them, it was very funny and fun. Yeah. For some of the other staff, maybe it was not, you know. 
it it wasn't as fun, I guess I would say, for them. Sure. But it was so special for all of us. So special. So special. And listen, you invite Annabelle Grinch to a party, you're getting the girls. That's sort of your calling card. And you know what? That is so true. That is so true. I'm going to start saying that. You should. We'll put it on a pillow for you. I don't know if you heard us talking earlier. We I did. I would yeah. love that. I would love that. Well, Annabelle, I'd love to hear how you got into this wacky world of mm. animal training. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, number one, I got into it the way most people get into it. I grew up in Florida. Okay. Interesting place. Well, it's very, it's a very interesting place. And it is a place where you can just kind of raise animals, uh, any animal right. you want, you can have it in your backyard and no one's no one's going to say boo to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, my family did have a small backyard zoo um, with just some creatures we had acquired. You know, my father was more of a snake guy. OK. Oh, he was more of a snake guy. But then starting in around God, it would have to be the the late 80s. Everyone started to be a snake guy. Right. right. It got popular. It got trendy. Mm-hmm. got yeah. really popular. A lot of people uh, ordering boa constrictors, releasing them into right. the swamps and whatnot. So the market was oversaturated for mm-hmm. snakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we did we did have to pivot. Right. And I said, spiritually, what is the opposite of a snake? Mm. What is something if someone has already seen a snake? What mm-hmm. is something completely different right, mm-hmm. that right. we can provide for them to see? And the obvious answer there is a parrot. Of course. And so uh, I got my first parrot, uh, Rebecca, when I was, God, I'd have to say, probably around 16 years old. Okay. She's elderly now, but she is alive. They they live an extremely long time. I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to... I, this is all information I could look up, but yeah, curious, how long does an average parrot live, do we think? So it does depend on the type of parrot. If you're looking at a cockatoo, they're going to live to be about 40 to 60 years old. My goodness. Wow. Now, Rebecca, the reason why she is still with us is because she's a kakapo and a kakapo can be anywhere from 40 to 80 years if you're taking care of it which of course I am of course, of course, you, course are. you are yeah right and then there's the hyacinth macaw usually around 50 years old so they live quite long yeah most wow. of the birds most of the birds we used on the series are still with us except for of course Samantha as right. we said Samantha right. Um, which was a tragedy, and we'll get into it at a different time. Sure. Well, was it intentional on your part to be only raising female birds? Was that a part of your strategy? You said, okay, I only want female energy in in this work. You know, I've always gravitated toward more of a feminine energy. You guys know that from from set and um, just you know, my preference for dealing with the, with women. And so I said, if I'm going to start Parrot Sanctuary, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a place of female empowerment for female parrots uh, to come and feel safe, uh, to roost among their own, you know, that's just, I have always been about lifting up other women uh, and that's across mm-hmm. species. So I will say that there have been times where I have uh, mistakenly purchased a male and then I do just give it kind of a female name mm. and we, we we rock from there. 
Yeah. Rock well, and gender is a construct. Yes. Parrots are more elevated than humans on that score by a lot. Mm. Parrots left the gender binary behind kind of a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and oh, they really just see, yeah, they really just see each other's essence. That's really what matters to them. So yeah. they are, they are pretty far advanced beyond yeah. us on that score. It's funny wow. you say that. I did an episode of television once when there was a horse and it was a male horse and he was a he, I'll just say that, you know, it was uh-huh. very, um, the energy wasn't good. It felt like we were waiting on him a lot of the time. And I just had never experienced that with the girls. So I was kind of surprised like this animal, this random horse is uh, just messing everything up. Yeah. And you know, that, that also goes to the trade. Whereas I'm not going to I don't want to go on record saying anything negative in the industry, but sure in the hierarchy of animal trainers and providers, the horse people can be a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You okay. Know. So I didn't imagine that. That. Yeah. 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 I won't, I won't yeah. name name. We can connect offline about who it, who it was. I, I'm, I'm going to put their name in the tracks. chat. Tell me if it's this person. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it him? Yep. <gasps> Called it. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. I knew I got it. That's what I thought. Yeah. So how small is the world? Would you say you sort of know more or less everyone involved in the animal training industry? I would say if they're parrots or birds, I'm definitely going to know them. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some mutual connections just because we're going to the same conferences. We're uh, on the same at this time, we were on message boards. Right, right. And whatnot. Wow. So, so yes, anyone involved in parrots, birds, the falcon community, we're mm. all pretty tight-knit. And then, of course, from Florida and my father, I do have some inroads in the snake, the reptile world, etc. cetera. Right. Um, depending on the production, you know, we'll be on set at the same time. If we're looking at a Jumanji situation... Uh, where multiple different types of animals are needed. I've been in that situation a lot of times. Mm -hmm. It is interesting to see how people work with other animals of different temperaments. And yeah, all I'm going to have to say is I've worked with horse horse people a couple of times. And um, the bigger the animal, the more the trainer tends to think, the the more the trainer sees their importance. And those of us who work with smaller creatures know that that's not the case. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, can a horse talk? No. Not that I've ever can seen. Can my girls talk? A hundred percent they can. And sometimes they wouldn't stop chatting. It, it at times became an issue, but I think we all thought they're so charming. I don't care so that we charming. have to pause yeah. and do another take, you know? Exactly. They're so fun, So profound birds, honestly. You know, yes, of course, we're laughing, but then sometimes Maria would just hit you with a... Just Maria. a nugget of wisdom. Where, where did this come from? Who did, who did you hear this from? And I'm curious, could you talk about, do the birds audition? Because they can talk, right? Or do they come to you? They say, Annabelle, we know your birds. We trust your birds. We want you. How does that process work, getting hired on a show? Yes. Yeah, so now here's what's interesting. So in the case of Maria, now mm-hmm. the reason why Maria is wise in the way that she is, because she was actually one of my younger birds at the time, but you would you know, wise beyond her years. Mm. I actually, she came to me. Um, She had been a hatch. She had hatched somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to name names again, but this person was not a reputable trainer. (gasps) Uh Oh, and so she, she has lived a life Mm. uh, by the time that she came to me. 
-hmm. And even though she was young, I could see in her eyes that she had seen things that my other parrots had not seen. Right. Yeah. And shouldn't have to see, probably. And no, no. And frankly, frankly, should not. So that is how Maria ended up kind of in my uh, in my care. Now, as far as the way the girls get hired out at this point, my girls have a very high reputation. Of course, the the parrot arc on riding around really did that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, good to hear. Yeah. As soon as I say. I worked with the parrots on riding around. People go, oh, my God, the parrots. Mm-hmm. I, oh, it's, it's, I, I mean, people just lose it oh, when I tell out. them I did the parrots on this show. That's, that's so it fun is to hear. Absolutely. More than, more than any other work I've done, I consulted on the Tiki Room in, in uh, Disneyland. No way. Did all of that work. No, wow. it's always riding around that people care uh. about. I love That's to hear so that. That's so cool to hear. Yeah, because, you know, of course, to all of us, all of us human actors, it was such a special experience. We were mm-hmm. aware of it being something really special, really different. But it's cool to hear that confirmed in other sectors as well. Um, yeah. So now the girls are very highly in demand. They're basically offer only um, at this Good point. Wow. wow. Oh. Uh, but prior and before riding around, yes, I did have to bring them to set and have them do various tricks. I had to prove that they could keep up with the bus so for the shots where they're flying alongside right right right. yeah all of that i had to prove that they wouldn't get spooked by the horn Mm. um that they could say all the lines that they could do the singing and the choreography yeah wow (laughs) yeah they are so impressive really impressive animals let's go ahead maybe mullen would you go ahead Mm -hmm. and read the synopsis of episode 215 and then we can talk about more about what we had these birds Mm -hmm. do over the course of their time with us. An unusual migration pattern brings parrots through Bristol for the first time, sparking debate about global warming. Lily's fiance Richard suspects something is going on between Lily and Tom and rides the bus to keep tabs on her. Right. So this episode came out and we've been watching, Annabelle, we've been watching as we go. And so we're sort Mm -hmm. of, this episode comes right on the heels of a freak blizzard that hits this pretty temperate town in southwestern Virginia. Right. And then next episode, there's parrots migrating through the area yep. and we think, okay, these, this is our brilliant writing staff mm-hmm. really trying to take part in the conversation about global warming that's happening after the mm-hmm. release of an inconvenient truth back in that time, you know? So right. I forgot about the inconvenient truth tie in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got all of a sudden birds whose migratory patterns would not typically bring them through this part of the world. Not normally. Yeah. Absolutely. All over Southwest Virginia now. And enter Rebecca, Maria, Samantha, and the rest. Yes. Yeah. Enter the girls. Yes. I mean, one of the most, I, and I'll just say this as myself, but I think one of the most iconic shots of the series is the shot where you are looking out the side window and you see the birds flying yes. into town. Yes. It's and you say, what's going on? I can't remember the line was, what, what is that or what's going mm-hmm. on here? Yeah. yeah yep. No, that. you got Ethel, yeah. old Ethel on the bus looking out the window and saying, what's going on here? Huge laugh. Enormous so laugh. Because what is going on? Right. right. But it's the girls. It's the girls taking the town by storm. And mm-hmm. God, just the, the the colors were so vibrant. And, you know, a lot of people ask us still to this day, was that CGI? And it's like, what do you think? You know? Yeah. On a sitcom? Come on. No, we've just got the best birds in the biz. Right. It, you know, it's so funny how many times people think 
that what the girls are doing is CGI. They've been tricked because, mm-hmm. frankly, what's done with other animals is CGI. You know, sure. we're right. adding the mouth to talk. My girls right. talk. We don't need to add a weird fake mouth right. for them to talk. Right. They're really yeah, how speaking. Much do you, how much do you blame, like, James Cameron for that kind of assumption? Is that, a you know, the avatar? Or is that sort of not really the same world that you think... I, you know what I'll pinpoint it back to is Babe, <gasps> that movie mm. where they superimposed like the wet talking mouths onto mm-hmm. all of the animals. Yeah, I feel very like wet. Uh, talking mouths. That one, Animal Farm, was also bad on that regard. Oh no, I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. Okay, another sort of list. wet talking mouth scenario okay so yeah people's minds have been trained to think oh i see an animal talking this is a superimposed cgi mouth Mm -hmm. and you know it's not it's not they're they're talking they're speaking they're they're doing all their own stunts wow yeah oh gosh that's so cool yeah at one point you see i don't remember which of the girls but one of them really dives for to to go hunting for a, a sort of rodent on the, yes. on the ground. And we're all watching. Uh, that was actually like, Violet. Wow. She's our diver. Violet. Oh, she, okay. Yeah. She right. has an incredible, uh, all the girls can dive, but they have different specialties, obviously. And Violet just, she, the way she swoops down, uh, it can't be taught. It really can't be taught. Yeah. That's a natural to, to the bird. Mm. Well, it's hard to talk about birds in TV and film without thinking of the Hitchcock film, The Birds. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking that, yeah. And I read that they used mechanical birds in in that movie. And yeah. I w- wondered if you could talk about that and why you think it's important to use real ones. Because obviously, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, it's easier. They're not going to monologue, you know, <laughs> when they feel so moved if they're mechanical. But you can kind of tell, right? Well, that, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that the human eye can tell uh humans have a long have we've evolved alongside birds right. for a long time and you can tell the difference between a real one and a fake one on the screen this isn't like a using chocolate syrup for blood situation right right mm-hmm. you know and i do think that the mechanical birds hold that movie back i think if you watch it there's a lot of elements that stand up but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the birds you can tell are fake. And how much scarier would it would it be if the birds were were real? Oh yeah. I so I guess a lot of them are that. real. But then they also There definitely use were real ones. birds on set. Yes. There were there there were um real birds on set. I'm actually uh pretty good friends with um a Wrangler who wasn't involved in that production, obviously, but has taken on their mother was oh, the bird right? wrangler on that set. And okay. so now they have their birds are actually descended from the birds that were used on that set. And they oh, are wonderfully trained. Oh, wow. uh, they are so wonderfully here's, trained. Here's a question I have for you now. I hear you use the word wrangler. You mm-hmm. refer to yourself as a trainer. So now what is the difference between those two terms? Are they different? That's jobs? a great that's actually a great question. They are. So you can be both a wrangler and a trainer or the way I operate is I am the trainer and I employ a wrangler. Okay. So oh. um, I work with the birds prior to 
the actual performance on set. Makes sense. And then, um, of course, I am there to supervise. Um, but I don't know if you remember, God, who was my wrangler at the time? Right. It's been um, so long. It's probably hard to remember. Um, little Emily. Little Emily. I was going to say, I do remember you having a, sort of a mini me following you around. And, yes. Yeah. That was little Emily. We've we've fallen out since. But she, uh, she oh. was my wrangler at the time. And they're responsible for what's at, at, like... Getting the birds into place there in more of a, I guess, mm. a first AD type role, okay. uh, making mm-hmm. sure on the day what is happening, people are where they need to be, that we're moving the birds along, okay, that they're getting fed, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Whereas the trainer is a little bit more the pre-production and then high level watching what's going on on set. Right. So the trainer's really the mastermind of the whole operation. And then you've got body men on the ground to make sure that's type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But in the case of the birds, you know, prior the, the industry was not as developed at that time. And so really you would just only have the wrangler and that's why it's a mess. And we have mechanical Mm -hmm. birds and they're flying all over the place because Mm -hmm. they're not doing that pre work Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. their, their girls or men or mixed group to Mm -hmm. where they need to be on the day. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And so you said that your birds have also worked on the Tiki Room at Disney. Is there any yes. other stuff that we would have maybe seen them in in the last, gosh, how I many? Yeah. 12, oh, gosh. In the last couple of years. Well, they did do the, the Jumanji reboot, which mm. was wonderful. Oh, fun. that was that was wonderful and very, very fun um, because okay. I was, I'll be honest, I was a little miffed at the time I was still really early in my career and I wanted to get into that original and I didn't right I I I didn't they went with a more you know honestly a more experienced trainer at that time I get why the decision was made but it was always something in my career I was like god I wish I had worked on Jumanji so when they did the reboot I said let me get my girls in there luckily I had at this point I had a lot of connections a lot more connections one of my friends was doing the elephant so, oh, fun. Oh. Yeah, through that, I kind of got myself in there. Oh, that was a big career highlight for me. Yeah. Such a good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw that, oh, yeah. but that sounds like a good one to see with my girls. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to rewatch and see if I can, yeah, spot my old pals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see them. You'll, as soon as they <laughs> fly in, you're, you're going to know that it's them. Uh, yeah. It was, it, it, it was, it was great. You know, Jack Black was great with them. Um, oh, who isn't he great with? Right, right, right. <laughs> I've but never you never met know him, but, because sometimes yeah. a loud guy, you don't know. Maybe he's and maybe you know. Sometimes uh, also, I'll say this: sometimes male stars don't want to seed uh, mm. the attention. The, yep. bir- the girls get a lot of attention, right. obviously. Of course. Right. That's threatening for some mm-hmm. some men, right? Yes. And if a star is not confident in his own self, mm-hmm. he can he can get really rattled by right. the appearance of the girls. They're so beautiful. They're right. so professional. Of course. But Jack Black was wonderful with them. The Rock was wonderful with them. Oh, good. You'd oh, love um, to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really hate if something ever came out about him. Definitely. That'd be tough to swallow. Well, not to be, you know, kind of a, a, a gossip here, but are there any actors 
that haven't been good with the girls. So I'm just Ooh. curious. Like, you don't have to name names, but we could we could maybe hint at some things. Might be fun for our listeners to hear. Right. Who's, you know, you had to try to do some guessing. Yeah, there is someone who is now was in the Jumanji film um, and has now worked with the girls twice. Okay, and I'm. You know what I'll say is they came away feeling uncomfortable. <gasps> oh, and this person is one of three uh, members of a pop group that would have been, I think, very <gasps> popular at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were huge. This episode yep. dropped, wore a purity ring, very famously married uh-huh. Uh-huh. to a beautiful older actress than mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And that all I'm going to say <laughs> is that the girls felt uncomfortable. That's so interesting. So listeners, Mm -hmm. you know, leave, leave us some comments on Instagram, shoot us some messages. If you think you can figure out who Annabelle's talking about, I think we, Molly and I both sort of winking at each other. We know already who, who's being discussed, but a very good, very subtle hints, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This will be an exciting one. That's, I don't want to speak for them either, you know, because that's, if they want to tell that story, it's the girls will come forward and tell that story. Um, And obviously I'll stand behind them. Yeah. I I can't tell it for them. And that's something I've always respected about you is how Mm -hmm. much you let the girls speak for themselves. You have Mm -hmm. empowered them to be their own best advocates in a way that, again, I'll say some of these other trainers I've come across with their horses, they're very micromanagey. They won't, you know, it's like, I'll tell you when you're getting water, da, da, da. Whereas you, you have no problem with letting the girls stop a take because it's time for some seed. Right. Uh, exactly. And I, I don't know if you remember, but there was a time when I, you know, I'm an animal lover. So I, I sort of came up and tried to bring one of them a tortilla chip from Crafty, thinking, oh, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they'd like a snack. Mm-hmm. And you said nothing. You stood back. And I guess it must have been Rebecca just said, no, thank you. And mm. I was like, well, it's food. Don't you want the food? And she said once again, no, thank you. And I was like, wow, that yeah. is, she knows herself so well. And I think that one of the other ones was like a specific diet. And we were like, okay, mm-hmm. wow, she, she is looking after herself. And mm-hmm. yeah, more, more than some of the human actors on set, you know? Kelly, if you'd walked up to me with a tortilla chip, I would have eaten it. <laughs> you would have gobbled it out of my little hand. Yeah. Well, I yeah. learned, that's the thing is I learn from my girls all the time, the way that they set boundaries yeah. Uh, yeah. like that, the way that they advocate for themselves. You know, a lot of people think parrots just repeat. And that's so not true. No. That is so not true. No, I've you seen know? TikToks recently where this parrot is identifying colors, you know, on demand. And no way. I, I guess I'm curious, actually, how you feel about that, Annabelle. Is that, do you consider that similar to what you do? Or are they exploiting their birds for social media likes? Is that, is there kind of a divide in the industry on that? Mm, well, you know, for me personally, I think anything that brings to light how wonderfully talented and smart mm. uh, these creatures are is good good right that's so generous um, of you to feel that way yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad to hear I, it too because I love those videos and I'm I would like to keep watching them yeah and I, I will admit that I do have uh, quite a large TikTok following myself uh, oh, no, and so maybe here. that's why I feel that way 
Oh, oh yeah. we'll have to we'll link to that in the in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got I actually just got at Annabelle Grinch. No one had uh no one had scooped it up yet. Very cool. Locked down the at Annabelle Grinch account and yeah, I post parrot content all the time and it really is just to educate, you of know, course. because of course. Because on film and I get this a lot of the time with writing around because you know how much how much the girls were doing in those episodes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People they think it's CGI. They think they're mechanical. They don't really realize mm-hmm. that the girls can do these things. But the closeness of TikTok allows me to show them, no, they dance, they sing, uh, they can do it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that reminds me of a listener question that we got, speaking of doing it all. Mm. Oh, right. Andrea G. from Austin wanted to know, how do you get a parrot to stop repeating swear words? Right. <laughs> you stop pissing it off. Why is it swearing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's it, such a good answer. If it's swearing all the time, there's a reason. So, you know, yeah. you got to get in there and say, what's bothering you, friend? Right, right. Maybe right. it's time for the humans around the birds to check their behavior. Hmm? Right. Look inward. Yeah. Exactly. Something th- that parrot is trying to tell you that it's frustrated. Right. Oh, and that's, wow. That's kind of a profound lesson as just people, as parents, mm-hmm. as friends, as partners. Yep. That is, ooh, that's going to stick with me. Right. Sounding sounding yeah. like Maria a little bit there, Annabelle. Right. That wisdom. <laughs> well, you know, I've I, I've I've been able to study under her for many years. I actually consider her my teacher and my trainer. Oh gosh, so. that's so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's very special. I would go so far as to call you the Jane Goodall of the parent <gasps> world. Yes. <laughs> well, that's very kind. I mean, but it's kind but true. You kind know? but but extremely true. Yeah. I have always wanted to go and live amongst them uh, in their world. You know, they've always come, they've always come and lived with me Mm -hmm. in my home. Once I'm in a place where I can retire, I think I, my, my dream would be to go and live among them. Right. You know, go live in the Amazon, see what it's all about. And they'd be lucky to have you. I mean, you'd fit right in. I I would love that. I think that role reversal would be so special at the end of like in the twilight of my life. Right. To say, okay, I've taught, I've trained. Mm -hmm. Now I learn. Incredible. Wow. I mean, wise words. Gosh, Mm -hmm. it has been such a pleasure to have you here today, Annabelle. Can we leave our listeners with any other tidbits of wisdom from you or any, anything you'd like to share or plug? Oh, gosh. Well, there's the at Annabelle Grinch account. If you right. want to see the girls, you want to see how they're doing. Um, I don't have a personal plug, really, but I, I recently one of my other uh, one of my other passions is bowling. And <gasps> huh. I was recently at a bowling alley in Brooklyn called The Gutter. And uh-huh. they have every other Tuesday, they have a stand up show that is hosted by just these wonderful group of comedians uh, Elise Morales, John Trowbridge, Yoni Latan, uh, Kate Sisk. Very funny. Uh, Very funny group. I sat in and I watched that show and it's it's really great. And I would say if anyone's in Brooklyn every other Tuesday, they could come on out and see a great show. That's so fun. And you know what? I'm based in New York. Mullen's still out in LA, but yeah. my husband and girls and I are in New York City for the time. So I will absolutely be there. You bowl, you see a show. Yes, the show's at 8 p.m. And uh, yeah, I think it, it's getting a really, It's they have an email list. In fact, I put my name on there and oh, wow. uh, and I go out anytime I can. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's wonderful. So those are my those are my personal plugs. It's just been wonderful to talk to both of you and relive oh my these gosh. beautiful memories. So great to see you, Annabelle. And yeah, happy new year. Tell the girls hello from us. Oh, and absolutely. Please. And they and and they, you know, I told them, of course, that I was gonna come do this, and they were like, Oh my god. Uh, you know how they remembered you immediately and they were so excited and they they send the warmest hellos thank you so much to all of our listeners thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show you can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram and send your thoughts and questions to our email address ridingaroundpod at gmail.com please subscribe rate us and review us anywhere you find your podcasts and if you leave your favorite riding around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.